Well, Happy New Year, First Pres. I hope it's off to a good start. Uh, what a joy to be able to come and uh, uh, to bring our songs of hymns of praise and worship to the Lord our God. And uh, we just, uh, as a pastoral staff, look forward to a, a wonderful year together with you. You've been such a wonderful congregation, and uh, we're thankful for what uh, God has done here in uh, years past and what we look forward to in the year of 2023. Uh, our passage of Scripture today is taken from the book of Joshua, and uh, chapter 1, and we're going to be reading beginning with verse 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses 8, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land that I am about to give them, to the Israelites. And I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert of Lebanon and from the great river Euphrates, all the Hittite country, and to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. It is I was with Moses, so will I be with you. And I will never leave you nor forsake you. So be strong and courageous, because you will lead these people to inherit the land that I swore to their ancestors to give them. And may God add the blessings of his blessings to the reading of his word. Let us pray. Our Lord, we are here to worship. We are here to learn. We are here to be changed. Open our eyes that we might behold wondrous things out of thy law. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, January the 1st always marks the beginning of something new. And it's certainly normal for us to look ahead with a degree of excitement with the challenges that lie ahead. Uh, but uh, we is also normal to experience some fears and anxieties as well. We wonder what the new year will bring. We will, what will we see when we look back on 2023? What opportunities will present themselves? What uh, will be the year? Will it be a year of personal growth and spiritual transformation? And what will be the challenges to my life, uh, my health, my career, my finances, or maybe my family? Well, the new year is certainly filled with a lot of unknowns, uh, but this morning I would like to take a few moments to remind us of some things that we can be certain of. That regardless of what we face this year, I want us to see some bedrock truths that can keep us firmly planted in the will of God and the call of God for our lives and for our church. And what we are going to see this morning is that much like us, Joshua stood on the threshold of something very new. And God speaks very directly and gives him a promise. 
that whatever comes his way will not defeat the purpose for which he was called. And that is good news for us as well. For the message given to Joshua over 3,000 years ago is the same message that can prepare us to face the challenges of 2023. And what is that message? Simply and powerfully put, God will be faithful to you. And I submit that there can be no greater promise to set at ease the anxious and fearful heart than the assurance that God is faithful. That is the message of this passage. And to see this more clearly, I think that it's important for us to see the historical setting. For the children of Israel, after spending over 400 years as slaves in Egypt, God called Moses to lead the people to possess the promised land. The land that God had promised to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and others. And Moses brings the people to the very borders of this land. And there Joshua tells us that Moses died. Now the reins of leadership pass on to Joshua. And I'm looking at this thing from Joshua's perspective. You talk about pressure. You talk about fear. Joshua had to be feeling it. For all the people who were looking to Moses. And it benefited from the tremendous leadership of this man of God. Would now be looking to Joshua. To make the proper decisions. That would get them into the land of promise. His wisdom and his leadership. Would be crucial in the lives of hundreds of thousands of people. And it's in this context that Joshua 1 is written. For Joshua stands on the brink of something really big. And in this chapter, God intervenes in the turmoil of Joshua's anxiety and makes it perfectly clear to him, I will be faithful to you wherever you go. Verse 5 says, As I was with Moses, so will I be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous. Now all of us here today would certainly long to hear God speak similar words of comfort and assurance to us. As we stand on the brink of something new, we have anxieties. We have questions. We face the unknown. And the way that we respond to this year and the challenges ahead could certainly affect countless people. And I want to think, think, think that God 
who came to Joshua and reaffirmed his love and his presence. And this new venture in Joshua's life is the same God with the same promise and the same message to us at the threshold of 2023. This loving and faithful God who understood the fears and questions of this great leader knows also that our faith needs the same comfort and the same assurance of his promises to us. Now, it's important for us to to see that in the light of God's faithfulness to us, there is a call for us to be faithful to Him. And in particular, this call comes from the passage is this, that we are to accept the reality of something new. That it is time for us to think about what lies ahead. You see there in verse 2, God says to Joshua, Moses is dead. Now get up and get ready and cross the Jordan to the land that I have given to you. Now if we stop a moment and again look from Joshua's perspective, what do we see? For 40 years when Joshua was frightened, if he did not know what to do, if he faced a major decision, well, Joshua could always rely on Moses. For 40 years when things were falling apart for Joshua, he could turn to Moses to help put the things back together again. Now, what is he going to do? Moses, Joshua's mentor and the great leader of God's people, Moses was dead. And Joshua's loss and grief must have been great. But what was God's word? Joshua, it's time to get up. It's time to get ready. It's time to cross the Jordan. It's time to possess the land that I have promised your ancestors for so many years. It's time to move on. Moses, Joshua's mentor, the great leader, was not there for him anymore. You know, some of us are going to need to hear this message. In the coming year. What message? That it's time to move on. It's time. To think about what lies ahead. It's time to forgive. That person. Who has hurt you so much. And move on to experience the love of God. In a fresh way. It's time to release that anger that's been bottled up for so long and move on into the joy of the Holy Spirit. It's time to turn loose of that destructive habit and move on to live in the freedom that Christ has given you. It's time to move on and to move away from that toxic relationship that may be causing you to compromise your morals 
It's time to move on to God's will for your future. Or this call to me to move on may be from something that is in many ways good. The habit or relationship that you have might not be a bad thing in and of itself. It could be that it's just not what God has for you. And his message could be that he has something better. And that something new might sound like a painful loss in your life. But the reality is that the blessings of God lie just on the other side. So the first principle that Joshua teaches here is that it's time to move on. It's time to accept the reality of something new. Now, you might be saying today, you know, Stan, that sounds great. Love to think about God's faithfulness. But how does God's faithfulness demonstrate it to me? As I enter into all the unknowns of 2023, you really don't know all that's going on in my life. How am I going to experience God's faithfulness? And what does it look like in my life? And I believe this is where the story of Joshua gets exciting. For you see, we often make the mistake of identifying the faithfulness of God with getting what we want. And certainly we all rejoice when the circumstances of our lives fall in pleasant places. It's easy to see God's faithfulness in such circumstances. But as we look at this passage, I believe it teaches us that the true evidence of God's faithfulness is not to be found in the circumstances we face alone. The evidence of God's faithfulness is revealed in the promise of the gospel. You say, Stan, where did you get that? Let's look. I believe that God's faithfulness to Joshua and to us is revealed in the promise of the gospel. And here in Joshua 1... We have clear and convincing evidence that is a gospel itself that is the evidence of his faithfulness. And it's shown in two distinct but similar ways. First of all, it's shown in the land of the prom- the land of promise, the promised land. And it's almost impossible to overestimate the theological significance of the land that God had promised to the children of Israel. For you see, God's faithfulness in giving the land is the very theme of the book of Joshua. And the land is often described in the Old Testament as a land that is flowing with milk and honey. And it became to them and to us a symbol of the grace of God. The place where God met all the needs of his children. 
We read in Joshua 24, 13. God says, So I gave you a land on which you did not toil, and cities that you did not build, and you live in them, and you eat from the vineyards, and from the olive groves that you did not plant. You see, the promised land is a symbol of grace. It is a symbol of the free gift of God. Not to be earned. Not to be deserved. Inheriting the land was not a reward for a job well done. It was not a Christmas bonus for a stellar performance. As a matter of fact, it was much the opposite. The land was a gift. A gift to people who often proved least deserving. So I hope that we can see what this means to us at the beginning of 2023. That the promise that God made first to Abraham and to Isaac and to Jacob and now to Joshua is identified in the New Testament with the gospel itself. Galatians three, fourteen. Scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith and announce the gospel in advance to Abraham. And he redeemed us that the blessings given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through faith in Jesus Christ so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Holy Spirit. The land that we are to possess is the land of God's promise. And I believe that his promise to us is this. That he is completely and fully committed to working out his grace in every area of our life and our church together. It may be a year of financial, material And physical prosperity. And I would wish that would be true for all of us. But I want to say that this promise of God's faithfulness. Is just as real. And just as true. When the wheels come off. When the bank account dries up. When the company downsizes. Or when the doctor brings unwelcome news. My grace is sufficient for you wherever you go and whatever you face in the coming year. The gospel is revealed also a second way in the passage in Joshua. The gospel is revealed in the promise Of God's presence. And I'd like to read verse 9. And it is my hope that we would not gloss over this. Because in this verse it captures the very heart of the gospel that I'd like to explain this morning. Here's what the verse says. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will Be with you wherever you go. 
It is the reality of the presence of God. And to see what a powerful truth this is, we need to understand that the the basic question that the gospel answers. What is that question? The question the gospel answers is this. How can sinful humanity be restored to a relationship with a holy God? That's the question. And the evidence of our separation from God is everywhere. And the Bible teaches that it is sin that separates us from Him. So how is it possible for God to be with us? It's only through the perfect sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross that our sins can be removed. That we can be reunited with God. Now, I don't know how much of this and how clearly Joshua understood this. But this much is certain. That God's faithfulness to Joshua and his faithfulness to us as we stand on the brink of a new year can only be realized through the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that means that you and I must quit trying to save ourselves and trust in our own works or do the best we can, however you want to put it. And that we are called to trust in the finished work of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of our sins. That, beloved, is the gospel. Now, I wonder how many of us today maybe have been overlooking this. Maybe there's never been a time in which we have come in humble confession of our sin. That we have asked God to forgive us. To accept us. And take hold to the reins of our lives as Lord and Savior. I want to say to you that you can do that today. At the end of our service, we're going to have elders present to pray with you. If, if, if you would like... To accept the Lord Jesus Christ. If you would like to acknowledge him as Lord and Savior today. They'll pray with you. And for whatever other prayer that you might have and need today. I want to say that our prayer team and our elders will be here for you. But my prayer is this. That may this be the beginning of a year. When we hear the words that are spoken to Joshua. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Let us bow.
Lord, in the busyness of our lives, sometimes it's so easy to overlook the vastly important things that determine our future and our destiny. Today, we receive you, Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for your gospel of forgiveness and love and reconciliation that can move us to a new level of our existence. We thank you and minister your grace to each of us now. We ask in Jesus' name, amen.